start. Welcome back to Emotions and Potions, a love slash hate letter to... I'm Ashton. I'm Alex. And welcome to this week's episode where we are taking a break from books because we actually did something that we wanted to talk about. We went to a concert. And not just any concert. We went to my girl Halsey's tour, Halsey's concert. Love and Power Tour. In Charlotte. And we just wanted to take an episode to dedicate our love (laughs) and appreciation to this specific person by the name of Halsey. (laughs) At least I do. (laughs) I'm here for it. Yeah, so... uh, So we're going to talk about the concert, and then we're also going to talk about um, the visual album she put out on HBO Max for If I Can't Have Love, I I Want want Power. Power. Yes, which is a concept album. Uh, It's not a super mainstream album, because it is more so creating a picture... Like, the whole album is tells a, story. tells a story and paints a picture. And she used it in her HBO special, which I don't think it was an HBO special. I think that HBO just picked it up. But anyway, the HBO, whatever is on HBO, the music video, the movie, whatever you want to call it. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> You're out of it still, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Halsey's newest album, if I want... If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power, power. is a concept album, which means that it just tells a story from start to finish. It has a theme, and it takes you through this this story, this telling. This journey that Halsey wants us to go on, and boy, was it a journey. It was a journey. So before we jump into all of those things, and then also obviously talking about the concert itself, I think we have to mention the potion for this week's episode. Yeah. So this potion... um. It's kind of more of a flavor vibe. So we went to the concert with some friends, and um, cherry limeade was the flavor of the evening. Yeah, I had, before the show, I had a cherry limeade Bud Light, like, seltzer at my friend Matt's house. And then once we got to the concert, Alex had a cherry limeade bourbon smash thing, and I also wanted one of the Bud Light cherry limeade seltzers. That was in a different line. And she wasn't going to jump yeah. lines. <laughs> yeah. But, but you, you down that bourbon, that cherry bourbon. The cherry limeade bourbon. Yeah, yes. that was good. And then um, some our friends that went with us, they got the cherry limeade seltzer thing. So cherry limeade was just the yeah, I guess, flavor of the evening. I guess it was. And it wasn't even like intentional. It just happened. It just happened. Yeah. So I, I like it. It made our lives easier because we also made the journey back today. Yeah. And... We're a little tired. It's a four-hour drive. Yeah. We road-warriored it. We did. So that is our potion. Just cherry limeade. cherry limeade. Which I also fucking just love. I love a good cherry limeade. Even, like, non-alcoholic. I know, like, son- cherry like a sonic cherry limeade. Oh, my gosh. It's so delightful. So this is kind of sticking on theme. We're just going with an overall general concept. Yeah, cherry- and you could do whatever you want with cherry limeade. Cherry limeade Kool-Aid, cherry limeade Jello shots, just cherry limeade. Sweet. So now that we got our potion out of the way, should we start talking about the music video first? Yeah. And kind of giving an overview. The visual album, The visual album. So it definitely takes us on a journey. I 
I watched it first and was low-key a little scared. And I like went online to kind of read about it after. And it's actually in under the genre of horror, which I was like, it, it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little frightening. I'd say definitely suspenseful, thrillery. There were some creepy elements to it. I like that shit, though. I know, and I don't. I don't do scary. So I was, and I watched it alone, so I kind of was like, hmm. The second time I watched it, I knew what was coming, so I wasn't, I wasn't scared. I didn't think it was scary. <laughs> but when I watched it the first time, I was by myself alone at night, and it, I was a little, I was a little freaked out. I could see that. But essentially, the overview of this um, album and visual album mm-hmm. is Halsey plays a queen whose husband has just died. The king. The king has died. And the king is the royal blood. So she was married into the royal family. Yeah, she was a commoner. It wasn't like she was a princess or duchess or whatever somewhere else. She was just a common girl. Yeah, and we we kind of go on this journey with Queen Lila. That's her name in the in the movie. And... Throughout this, obviously, her music is playing. There's very minimal talking. Yes. There's very minimal talking. It's just more so acting to the music playing in the background. So it's it's essentially a 50-minute music video. Yeah. So it's like the music is kind of telling you the story versus the actual actors. And something that I loved about it is because obviously Halsey is very... She has her own makeup line. I think that she's very into fashion cinematography. Yeah, the makeup credit was to Halsey. Yeah, and so it takes place in, like, I would say, like, the 1800s. That's kind of, like, the vibe. I would go even further back. I would say, like, um, Henry VIII time period. When was that? Like, when was he around? Do you know off the top of your head? 1600s? Oh, the 1600s. Maybe. Okay. So, like, big corset dresses. Obviously, we're in a time frame where there are kings and queens, and it's, you can tell that it's not current day. Yeah. And, I mean, how in detail do you want to go with the... I feel like we can summarize it pretty. Okay. So after the king's death, she's kind of going wild. Yeah. And it's there's, like, some speculation around the cause of the king's death. So obviously the royal family is a little sussed out. They don't think that their king just dropped dead. But Queen Lila, Halsey's character, is playing innocence. She's, you know, I... Don't know what happened. My husband is is dead. Mm-hmm. And it's like at the when they kind of discover him and they are like the royal court is all there. She's like looking in the mirror and there's like another person who kind of looks like Queen Lila, but like a darker version staring back at her. So it's a little bit of foreshadow. Yeah, we don't really know who or what this figure is that she's mm-hmm. seeing in the mirror. But then afterwards, she's at the funeral, and she shows a bruise to one of the royal family, royal court. And so it's kind of insinuating that maybe the king was abusive. And then also, she's not very, um, she's not sobbing. She's not, like, openly grieving. She's kind of bored. Yeah, you can definitely tell she does, she's not playing the grieving widow. Yeah. She looks the part. She's dressed for the part. Mm-hmm. But, like, her actions... Facial expressions. She has no emotion. Like, she couldn't care fucking less. The music. The music. So then we get this fun scene, and it's to the song Girls Again, where she is out with her ladies in the court, 
and they're just wreaking havoc. You know, mm-hmm. she's kind of like a loose cannon. She's doing whatever the hell she wants to do because she's the queen. There's no repercussions. She's knocking over stands in like the in the town square, and she's giving giving blowjobs and just it, it was fun. That was funny. That was funny. And then she ends up riding off on a horse into the woods, and she comes across this like creepy like cabin wood like. Stick, like we call it a cabin, which is hut in the woods. Yeah, hut where she meets this blind witch, and it's a very weird interaction. And they start doing almost like birthing sounds, mm-hmm. like the breathing, like the he he he. Yep. She goes back to the castle, and she falls asleep. And we get a really weird scene with the figure that we saw in the mirror previously, and it's too. I believe the song that was playing is Whispers, and it's just instrumental. It it doesn't have any of the words going along. Or it's... Actually, cut that. I don't know. I, it might actually be Lilith. I'm not sure. But in this scene with this this figure, she's laying on the ground, and it's very sexual. Or she's mm-hmm. laying on her bed. In the bed, yeah. And it's very sexual. And this character... It's like a two-become-one sort of thing. Yeah, this character's kind of feeling Possession. up. And then kind of stabs her hand right into Halsey's... Like stomach, yeah. That's where I get like the beca- like the joining up or like the fusing of the two beings or possession, however you want to. Come. Whatever your term terminology is yeah. for it. So the next scene is Queen Lila wakes up and she kind of is having. You can tell she is having kind of what happened. She somewhat remembers what's going on, kind of in a daze and like checks her stomach. Like was that real? You in know, the mirror. Like, yeah. When you have those like super intense dreams where you wake up like oh my goodness did that actually happen or was it a dream sort of thing yeah and then we get a nice scene where there's a lot of nudity she's in the big bathe like this big bathhouse and she has all of her kind of servants or help ladies in waiting ladies in waiting helping her in this pool or whatever but then she starts like crying at the very very end so interpretation i don't know maybe she's just I feel like she kind of was really realizing she's not like them. And then also maybe coming to terms with the fact that, um, spoiler alert, she's pregnant. Yes. Yeah. And then we start getting a countdown of like... We get this montage of the months kind of passing once she finds out that she's pregnant. And in this scene, it's like it starts off with like month three. And it slowly progresses where she accepts, she starts accepting the baby. I think that at the beginning... She's kind of not thrilled. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be having this baby. But by like month seven, you can tell that she's kind of connected bonded. to it. Yeah. yeah. And you see like her fashion changing and becoming a little happier or like, I don't, I don't know. It there, just she start, almost, there starts to be an aesthetic change with, with the months as it goes She by. also, like, what I'm picking up with this montage is that she starts dressing more of the part of, like... Being a queen. Being a queen, but also being a little bit more, like, reserved and other... Kind of, like, motherly. Yeah, like, mother nature kind of thing. Yeah. There was a lot of heavy florals, but it was used in, like, a more reserved compared to, like, the scene Earlier. where she was, like... Kind of a l- dressed a little more provocatively. A lot of boobage. A lot of boobies. I mean, I, I was here for the boobies, but you know. Halsey has great boobs. Show them, girl. So, <clears throat> after this montage, we get a scene where she's in court. 
and she pretty much is being told that she is going to be executed for tr- for high treason. Yeah, because they basically have figured out she was the one behind the king's death. So I don't even know if it was like they they figured out that she had anything to do with the death, but like her actions, yeah, like her she, actions, and the, like there was rumors and whispers about it. And she also like they call her like a common whore. They call her a common widow. They don't want non royal blood ruling, obviously, as queen when the real royal is dead. Yeah. So they're they're wanting to get rid of her, and she's she's kind of brought it on herself mm-hmm. from just not giving a fuck. And then she says, "Well, I'm carrying, you know, the bl- the, the bloodline." Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they pretty much tell her that if it's a boy, that they will take it from her and raise it as their own, and he will become king eventually. And if it is a girl, they will just throw it in the lake. And they're obviously telling her that she's going to be executed regardless, regardless once she gives birth. So then she winds up going into labor and obviously um, that means her execution date is about to be And she doesn't trust anyone in the castle. So she runs out in the woods and she runs to the witch's hut. And gives birth. And she gives birth. And this, during this um, scene, easier than lying is playing. And obviously the court knows that she has fled, so it's like a chase. Mm -hmm. She's running through the woods, trying to get to safety, and they're kind of following her, trying to find her. And she gives birth, they find her, they burn down the witch's hut, and they drag Halsey, King Lila, and they have the baby back to the castle. So then we get a scene where she is getting ready... For her execution. For her execution, which also was foreshadowed. It was the first scene... Right after the king died. Right after the king died, there's a scene where... Um, Bells of Santa Fe is playing and she is getting ready for her execution but we don't know that it's an execution that she's getting ready for until this point. Because mm-hmm. at first it looks like some BDSM kinky thing. Yeah. Nope. Nope. She's about to be beheaded. So she's getting ready to go to her execution and she's then being led out to the chopping block and they put her in and we get this dreamlike sequence where she almost kind of astral projects into an alternate reality where she gets to keep her baby and And like what would it be like if she was able to raise her child as still queen Mm -hmm. and it's and we find out that it's also a girl yeah that she had a daughter and so we come back to her in the guillotine and she just starts you know hysterically kind of laughing i mean what do you do like You've lost. You know you're about to die, and you know your baby is going to die. And then they... They... Off with her head. They off with her head. And the final scene of this visual album is Lilith. We find out it's Lilith that she kind of... Saw in the mirror, had the intertwining of souls, or possession, if you will. Because essentially what happened was Queen Lila was being abused. Her king husband was very abusive, would hit her, rape her. It wasn't the love story that probably Queen Lila was hoping for. And so she makes a deal with Lilith to get her revenge, which is poisoning said king. So we get this flashback of Queen Lila getting hit by the king. He drinks the poison and then he rapes her, which ultimately leaves her with a child. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of where we get, if I can't have love, I want power. Because the love aspect went out the door. It was not a loving relationship. 
But now she wants to take control and she wants to be the one that has the power, not the one who doesn't. Since they've killed Queen Lila, Lilith takes her own revenge on court. And the last scene is Lilith walking through the castle and you just see all the dead bodies. Everyone at court in the castle dead is dead. And she's kind of taken her revenge for Queen Lila. So very dark, but like Halsey always has pretty dark themes. Music, if you really dissect what she talks about in majority of her songs, it's not lighthearted. It's it's darker. You may get some lighthearted songs sprinkled in here and there, but... But for the most part, they all have kind of undertones yeah. of darker themes. So this like gave me... I was kind of thinking like Anne Bolin. Obviously Anne Bolin was very... Di- like Anne Bolin was executed because she couldn't give the king a baby an heir well she did it just wasn't a boy and it wasn't right she she couldn't give him an heir that was actually meant something back in the day but like it gave me very much that's why it gave me henry the eighth vibes because that's who anne boleyn was married to yeah and he executed a lot of his wives in history so i thought it was very well done i was a little confused i i understood the the gist But I actually, once I watched it the first time, I went online and I kind of was like, can I get a breakdown of what was going on? And I read somebody's post and I was like, okay, now I get it. Because it doesn't really tell you that that figure is Lilith in the actual movie. Mm -hmm. So I was a little confused about that element. But once I understood, I was like, okay, that fills in the gap like i i get it now i also think that okay so i love owls just fyi for everybody listening to the podcast and there's an owl that like gets featured multiple times throughout this visual album movie thing and remember when we first see what we now know is lilith in the like first couple shots Mm -hmm. she has the red eyes Mm -hmm. and then we see the owl that also has the red eyes i feel like lilith was in the owl and kind of like being her like little um guide guide because then you know how, like, the owl led her to the witch's hut. Right. When she needed it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if that's true. That was my interpretation. I like it. I definitely was picking up on the owl representing representing some kind of guide for Queen Lila. I didn't think that it had anything to do with, like, Lilith. I kind of was thinking maybe it had to do with the witch. But, I mean, that's a good, that's a good theory. I like that. Because Lilith is also supposed to be witches or the mother of witches. Right, right. Very good theory. I like that. So that's kind of just like the the breakdown of if I can't have love, I want power visual album. And so when we were getting ready to go to the concert, we were kind of making predictions as to what Halsey would be wearing, if there would be costume changes, if this is going to follow the theme of said visual album along like with a performance yeah especially because like you go to the website for the tour and it very much has like medieval script and kind of is keeping in theme with i mean the album cover is very on brand with the visual album Mm -hmm. element of medieval yeah type of thing but obviously halsey did not come out in a corset and dress Running yeah, around like the in stage. a baroque era, like freaking gown with a hoop skirt and stays and bustle and whatnot. That would have not been pleasant to perform in. No, and Halsey also, especially we were at an outdoor arena in summer. 
in North Carolina. It's ish warm. It was very warm. Yeah, and also Halsey was performing 25 songs. Her set list was 25 songs, which if you've never been to a concert, that is insane. That is a lo- that is a full freaking set list. I wasn't mad at it. Oh, no, not in the slightest. I wanted more. I, d- I didn't want her to stop. But to perform 25 songs on a tour this size, crazy. Skill. Like, I am giving props to Halsey. Like, That's she is... Off. And she killed it. Yeah. She killed the, the show. Spoiler alert, we loved it. <laughs> yeah, this is a love letter. This full out is a love letter. Personally, I am obsessed with Halsey. And I've, I've been on... I've loved her for a while, and so I've I've attempted to see her multiple times, and I, I it failed. <laughs> COVID was a big... COVID f- fucked up the manic tour that I was supposed to originally go see. And so, obviously, I took the opportunity to go see her in this show, because I was like, there's no way I'm not. And I think that she sounded like one of the best artists that I've seen live. She sounds... Just like listening to her studio albums, which I've heard because one of our friends that we went with, Matt, this is his. This was his fourth Halsey concert, and he always told me because I'm a huge Halsey fan, so we've talked about it. And he has always stood by that she is one a performer, and two, she just is naturally like gifted. Like she actually sounds like she sounds on her records, and she does, and she does. And she's high energy. She gives you a show. There's a lot of graphics. Yeah. A lot of lights. There was a story to the concert. It wasn't the same story as the visual album. Theming-wise, I guess it kind of sort of correlates. You have, like, chapter one is the capture. Chapter two, release. Chapter three, reflect. Epilogue, revenge. And that's her. The way she kind of set up the tour set list. Yeah, and so each within each category, which in each chapter is kind of a theme with the songs that accompany said chapter. And so she plays majority of the album, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. I think she plays a total of 11 songs on that, from that album. But then she also throws in a lot of stuff from Badlands and Hopeless Fountain, and then also like singles Manic. and Manic. Um, so one thing, kind of a heads up with... Halsey's concert, is if you are planning on going, it's very intense graphics and light show. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot. And there's also fire. Fire, there's confetti at the end, there's all types of, of lights and things going on, and it's awesome. It is very well done. But at the beginning of the show, there is a warning that is like, you know, there's going to be a lot of lights. It could affect people who have pre like epilepsy, con- yeah. other sort of medical conditions, sensitivity. Right. And so I appreciate that. I was like, sweet. Like, she's just letting everyone know. And where we were sitting, we had seats, but it was like just a step up from the lawn. Yeah. It's right before you get to the lawn. And it's right before you get under the um, pavilion. The pavilion. So there's obviously a huge screen that was right directly above us. And I did notice that it was very bright. Once the sun started to set, it was very bright. And I have light sensitivity issues. But normally, I get like migraines. So that was kind of what I was thinking. I was like, ooh, this could be potentially bad if I start to get like a migraine because of 
this bright ass screen that is directly in my eyesight, mm-hmm. regardless of where I'm looking. But I wasn't thinking anything else. I've never had issues with a show. So I'm rocking out four songs in and it hits me and I go down. <laughs> Essentially, I'm out for the count. I go to the bathroom. I'm like throwing up. I feel so ill. I'm like so bad for you. <laughs> I was like hot but cold. I was like shivering. I it was such a bad experience at like one of the happiest places I've ever been. <laughs> and it killed me because I couldn't watch really the show because the lights like honestly, I think there were a few things I think we didn't really eat properly before the show. We were on an incline, so your equilibrium is already off. On top of all these lights, I really wasn't expecting anything to happen to me. Yeah. But it did. <laughs> and but I you felt- know what? You powered through it. You you sat in your seat and enjoyed the rest of the concert as best as you could. I did. And I just feel, I feel so many things. Because I've been looking forward to seeing Halsey for a really long time. And I know every song. Every song she played, I could sing 90% of the song. And I was feeling so bad that, like, I couldn't even physically, like, sing the songs or even cheer afterwards because I was... And fangirl out like you wanted to. Yeah, I couldn't do any of that. And I was heartbroken. And I also was, like, embarrassed because we were with other friends who knew how hype I was. And I was sitting most of the concert looking like sus like I look like I did not want to be there like I was not a fan and I'm like this is my hell like at a concert of my favorite artist because Halsey is my favorite artist dying (laughs) (laughs) and I was just like I'm like this is so embarrassing and awful and I hate every second that I am feeling bad and you looked super cute I know like we we did our makeup like I, mm, it just, and you know, like my friend Matt was kind of like, why are you being so sus? Yeah. He's like, why are you, why are you being so sus? Like, what's wrong? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, I just, I don't know how to explain it. I just do not feel good. Like, this is just too much. Too much stimulus. Too much stimulus. And I guess this is what 28 is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, this is terrible. So unfortunately, I missed a lot of the storytelling elements. Obviously, I could still hear the show. And when she played songs that weren't super heavy with the light, when she started playing more slower songs, the light show was a lot less intense. Mm-hmm. And I felt better. I think it was probably, it, it seems like whenever the lasers came on, like the very intense like laser and like the like lighting, flashing, that's when it bothered you the most. But it, when, when it was just kind of like, a spotlight or yeah, spotlight or just... kind of more like everyday house lights. That didn't seem to yeah, it was fine. You. But then as soon as the lasers came back, I was like, oh my god, I feel so. Now bad. I will say, <laughs> now I I did not, I was not afflicted like you were. None of the other people <laughs> around me were afflicted. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say the combination of like the 
main stage visual with a lot of the lights and um, like the fire and stuff, it did kind of almost create this like 3D feeling, very immersive visual stimulus experience. So I could see how that would, um, you know, could potentially bother people and why there was the warning. Mm -hmm. I hate that you were one of those bothered by it. Me too. Me too. But like I do, since I was a person that ended up being affected by it, I do appreciate that she had the warning because I was like, no shit. Like she <laughs> was not It's joking. me. It's me. I, 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 am, I am the one that has the <laughs> I warning. I am the one as to the warning for, just so you know. But it killed me and I think it will kill me for a long time. I don't think I'll really get over this. Until we can go see her again. Yeah, until we can go see her again. And I might try maybe maybe sitting further back. And I really do think that having that huge, bright-ass screen that was literally in our provision, in our vision at all times. There were like four different screens in our vision at all times. Because you had like the super big one that was kind of like right above us. It was right above then us. Then you had the one at the main stage and then you had the two on the, the side. side. It was just a lot of light. And I mean, it was very visual, visually pleasing. Before I came down... Sometimes visually creepy. Oh my... I, but, you know, there was also warning that it is a very dark-themed concert. Right. I appreciate some of the creepiness. Um, if you are a fan of A Clockwork Orange, uh, you will enjoy this concert. Because <laughs> it gave me that kind of vibes a lot, and I'm here for that. Yeah. But we don't want to give, like, too much away of the actual show in case you are going. And Halsey is also very secretive about kind of what's going on. So we don't want to give away too, too much. Yeah. Don't want to spoil all the surprises. Right. But just just a heads up, like, it is very visually aggressive. <laughs> it is. And honestly, I don't think it is a show for... Youngins. Yeah, for the, for the younger crowds. I she, mean, proceed with your own risk with that. I mean, use your own sensibilities and stuff, but... And that's another warning that she does have before the show where it's like some of the content, some of the graphics might not be suitable for people of all ages. So it is at your own aggression or at your own... Discretion. Discretion. Whatever you feel comfortable with. But I still think that it was one, even though I didn't fully get the the effect of this show that she put on, I still think it was one of the best concerts solely because she sounded so fucking good. I will say the concert also opens strong. Strong. So strong. Like. And she the, comes out of the gates, man. With some bangers and they like for storytelling wise, the, like the songs flow into each other so immaculately. And also the same thing with the ending, the middle I enjoyed, you could kind of mess around with like the order of some stuff a little bit, still get the same vibe. Oh my gosh. Open strong. Close strong. strong. Oh, for sure. The epilogue element is her encore. So it's funny because she's like, I could perform two songs or I could perform six more songs. And it's like up to you because then she, after her last song of her set, she leaves. And then if the crowd is kind of like, woo, like she'll come back. And the epilogue is her encore. And her encore, all of the songs in her encore just fucking slayed. Yeah, and that that epilogue, the revenge thing, oh, chef's kiss. It was amazing. So good. And then her interaction with the crowd was fantastic. Like, yeah, I, because our friend Matt kind of was like, 
I felt like she could have, like, um, talked more and interacted more with the crowd. And I was, I was kind of like, really? I disagree with his statement. Yeah. I thought she was fantastic with it. Yeah. I And the thing is, you also have to think about, she's performing a 25 song set and music, like, you have to cut off by a certain time at night. Yeah. So, like, she has a, a pretty set schedule of time. I thought that she talked the perfect amount to the crowd. Mm-hmm. And same. Yeah, you kind of had, like, your lines that she'll probably say at every sort of concert. But then there was also very, like, specific to where, to this show, this crowd, this moment, that she was, like, surprised by how many first-time Halsey concert people Mm -hmm. were there. Um, And just some other little things that's, like, she clearly was paying attention to this moment. Yes. Yeah. Like, she called out people who were, like, standing in line at, um, you know, getting beers and stuff. Yeah, she's like, people at the at the cocktail station, I see you. I see you. <laughs> and she's like, I can see all the way in the back, so you better freaking bring it. Like, I just... Yeah, and, like, there was, like, one song where everybody, without being prompted, like, you know, had their flashlight on their cell phone and then, like, put it down, waiting for the next song to start. And she kind of stops and she's like, um, I'm gonna need y'all to bring the lights back. This is the happy song. This is like, the happy song. Let's get these lights back on. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that she just is a great performer. I thought she interacted. We are also at a big arena of 10,000. So this was not an intimate venue. No, but she made it feel intimate by pointing out those little details. Yeah, I thought she was talking to me. Yeah. What do you mean she's talking to everyone? No, she's talking to me. <laughs> And then um, she did something in the crowd that she did on her SNL performance where in the middle of one of her, like, during her song, she, like, paints. As she's singing. As she's singing, paints artwork, which was freaking dope. And she says that it's different at every show. Mm -hmm. That it's kind of just what she's feeling, what she, the vibe is. And she kind of, you know, she's very artistic, so she's just going to bang it out. Yeah, and it gets auctioned off at the end. There was, like, a phone number that you could call to, like, place a bid on it. We didn't do that. But um, still super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I thought she just killed. And I think that her – she's very meticulous. She knows what she wants. She has a vision. And I think that she executed that vision. Like, I was on this journey with her, even though I was dying. I was on this journey! I was there. I was yeah, with you, her. You were, you, know? on a, you were on a death journey and I was on a joy journey. Yeah, we were we, different <laughs> journeys, but we were there with her. It was still a really good night, though. It was. And so I don't have any hates besides just not feeling well, but that's a personal problem. Nothing with Halsey. And I don't blame Halsey at all for my issues. But you had one thing, kind of, it might have been, might be like two things, but in the same category. Mm-hmm. Of something that you wished was a little different. I did. And I very much enjoyed the show. Fabulous time. 10 out of 10 recommend would go again. Oh, for sure. I would go again. But kind of being a creative person as well. And something that I I wish was different for the concert tour. Because, again, you're telling me a story with your album. You gave me a story with the visual album. You're giving me a story with your tour. The album and the visual album matched up aesthetically. Your merchandise that you're selling at tour matches aesthetically. But the performance and the show itself didn't always match aesthetically. And this is something that, like, it didn't bother me. Because Halsey did come out dressed more punk. She came out in, like, a white t-shirt with a print. And again, not that I was expecting her to come out 
with a bustle and stays in like the whole, you know, royal kind of garb thing. But it's like you could take elements to that and make it more functional for doing a 25 song performance. Mm -hmm. Like you wore like a a corset bustier-esque style top and some jeans. And it's like, if she did a top like that, that kind of gives you the illusion of being a corset. You know, don't, it doesn't need to have boning. I am not saying have boning <laughs> while trying to sing your heart out. Absolutely not. That no. is torture. But there's things that you could emulate. And yeah, that. And then she could still wear like, you know, the punky more baggy pants, but it still then kind of is a nod to the Love and Power album when you're on the Love and Power tour and all of your merch is... Love and Power. And it also has that aesthetic. has that aesthetic and that vibe. Petty thing, but just, you know, you've sold me on this visual journey, this story journey for this Love and Power album. I want that on your tour. Yeah, and this was also something that we kind of hypothetically, when we were, you know, driving, we were talking about what are we going to be seeing? What is she going to be bringing? What is she going to be wearing? And... We definitely thought that it was going to be a little bit more... And it was definitely theatrical. Oh, for sure. And it's like, in the beginning of the t- of the set, um, the visuals do kind of almost give you similar vibes to the visual album. And then it starts to morph into something a little more grunge and a little more punk or and a l- with some of the other visuals. Which I don't hate. Which, no, I don't hate either. But I just wish the aesthetic just kind of Matched flowed. a little bit better. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a very specific, more just like your OCD. Yeah. Whatever. Did it take away from me having fun and enjoying the evening? Absolutely not. No. Just more of a petty thing. Just a little... Was thinking it was going to be a little bit different. Not mad. No. No, But just not what I was really expecting. And that was probably like the only thing that you could pick out that you kind of were like... Yeah, that would be my only like critical review critique thing. And again, being super hypercritical on that. Right. And I had nothing. So I think that she can do no wrong. Okay. So Alex, what was your, what were your favorite songs that she performed? Whether it be like just overall, like your favorite songs of from her or like the visual element, what, how she performed it. What was kind of, what were like your top three? Top three. Um, can I do a two for one? Yeah. The first two songs, how she opened. Okay. Because it was tradition going into Castle. Banging. I mean, yeah. And also to pull something from your your newest album and then pull something from Badlands and those two songs together to fit and work together so well. Loved. And it was just starting off. That was just yeah. a strong Strong opening. way to open it. Okay. And then I really enjoyed, I think this is probably going to be a shared moment. I really enjoyed when she performed 3AM. Yeah. 3AM is one of my favorite songs off of Manic. And she played her guitar. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, standing at the mic playing guitar. And that was a really good. I liked that one as well. But I will say my absolute favorite moment of the entire concert was Nightmare. That was a very great moment. And that was in the epilogue. So that was kind of in her encore. That was my absolute favorite moment. And the visuals in the background is very much for what's happening now. Uh, It was very much taking a stance on the appealing and overturning of Roe v. Wade and women's rights, body autonomy, 
and pairing it with Nightmare. I mean, it just makes sense. It's was a very powerful message, <laughs> message, yeah. movement, moment. I rocked out to that and was all in my feels. Yeah. I think my top four, this is going to be very, very hard because I love all of her songs. I liked Easier Than Lying. That was in the first chapter. That was her third song. That's one of my favorite songs off of um, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. And she just rocked it. The visuals for that song I really liked. And this was before I like was down for the count. So I was, I was still very much into it. And was actually watching the stage. You were jumping around. I was jumping around. I was screaming. I was singing every word. So I love that. I loved that song. I'm super glad that she played that. I also really liked, I mean, Bad at Love. That is, was good. Is one of my all-time favorite songs. She killed that. She sounded amazing. And that's just like a, a Halsey classic, I think. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Obviously, 3 a.m., I won't use that one, but I will say that that's, what said, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's, that was my favorite off of Manic. It's just she enjoyed herself so much during that song, too, which is kind of one of the reasons why I really liked it. Because I love when an artist who sings these songs over night over after over night over. after night can just still have joy and enjoy doing it, you know? Yeah, because after the song ends, she's like, I love that song. And I'm just like, me too. <laughs> I love that song. It's such a fun, and that's more of a lighthearted one. Yeah. And so it was just fun to kind of share in that moment of her just enjoying performing her own song. I also really enjoyed, I won't tell you how she remixes it, but she does a different take on 1121. And I really enjoyed the remake kind of demo version that she played of it. It was very different from the original, and I, I was here for it. That was really good. It was so good. And then my last, I have to say, the last song she played, I'm Not a God, I'm a Woman. Or, I'm Not a Woman, I'm a God. I mean, what a way to fucking close out the show. I mean, full circle. You start with tradition, and you end with, I'm not a woman, I'm a God. And that is also one of my top songs off of her newest album. And I just thought she freaking slayed it. I'm really happy that she played. I'm happy that this was that tour and not a manic tour i was expecting it to be heavy if i can't have love i want power Mm -hmm. and i'm 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 glad that it is because i think that this album it's very underrated it's not a pop um top 40 album it's not it's it's not not commercialized radio play but oh my goodness it is is it it is so good and you know one of the things with halsey is i will listen to anything she puts out and i will make myself like it and like this album, it took me if it took me a little bit to really get into it. I liked it off the bat. I was like, it has good beats. I like the lyrics. She sounds good. But it did take me a few listens to actually be like, these songs are bangers. Because they are a little bit deeper. It's not it's not what you're gonna hear on the top forty stations, which is, you know, what her <laughs> record label wants her to do yeah. and produce. But man, underrated. And, and in my honest opinion, I think Halsey as an artist is very underrated. I think that she is appreciated and she's very popular. She has a big following. She's mm-hmm. well known. But yeah, Halsey, I think 10 out of 10, I would recommend I would go see again, even though I had a 
Not great experience. I would give it another try. We'll get you some Dramamine. We'll sit a little further away. I'll eat dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, Charlotte PNC Arena, can you please have better food options? Yeah. There were literally three things available. It was a hot dog, a pretzel. Or nachos. And not like good nachos, just like movie theater nachos. And as someone who was not feeling well, but who needed to eat something... None of those options. Like there was no, were good. there were no pizza. There wasn't any pizza. There wasn't any chicken tenders. Um, help you if you're like a vegan. I know, it was bad. Yeah, we need to do better. <laughs> PNC, come on. But Halsey, you're a queen. <laughs> you don't need to do better. You're already doing it. You're doing great, sweetie, and I mean that with the utmost, utmost love and respect. Yeah, because I had a fantastic time. It was so great. I loved it, even though. I mean, we loved it so much. We were listening to Halsey for four hours in the car ride, watched the HBO. Before the show. Before the show. Listened to her on the way to the show. Listened to her sing 25 songs. And then on our drive back. All we we did was listen to Halsey as well. Yeah. So we're definitely on the Halsey train. And I think that you should be too. (laughs) And I'm wearing the hoodie I bought at the concert currently. No regrets. It's really comfy. It looks comfy. I mean, I do like it. I like it too. And there's an owl on it. I know. That is cute. I mean, it's very tiny, but it's there and I love it. Yes. (laughs) His name is Henry. Henry. (laughs) Nice. Really? Henry? After Henry the The eighth? eighth? Okay. Full circle. Or or Henrietta, since it's probably Lilith inside there. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) We'll go with that one. (laughs) But Alex, I think we're not doing, you know, there's no casting. There's, we gave our favorite songs. We'll have a playlist of our ultimate Halsey playlist. Like if, we, if we could curate a Halsey concert. What songs would we want to hear? Yeah. That's going to be our playlist for this week. Please follow, subscribe, Emotions and Potions. Rate, review, all the lovely positive things. Because guess what? Um, to quote Halsey, be kind. That's yep. one of her songs. Yeah. She did that one. Be so, kind. Uh-huh, you know, full <laughs> circle. Yeah. And then Instagram, follow. Let us know if we're doing a good job. <laughs> but we hope you like this episode. Different different emotions and potions vibes today. Yeah. I'm not mad at it because I, I enjoyed talking through this concert with you. It was fabulous. I love. There's going to be more concerts with us in the future. future. Yes. Even if Halsey isn't your vibe, um, go to a concert this summer. Experience something that's out of your comfort zone. Do something, you know, like I went to a reggae concert. I don't listen to reggae, but last summer... I was invited to a reggae concert. I said, why the hell not? And I had a great time. I didn't know any of the music, but it was a vibe. Go out of your comfort zone. If you don't, if you're not a fan, you will be after you see her live. Yeah. And if not, you'll still appreciate her mm-hmm. and her talent. Support live music, support artists, support us. Yes. Full circle. But okay. Another episode of Emotions and Potions, a love slash hate letter. And obviously this is a love letter. This was a huge love letter, poster, banner, flag, all the things. To our girl Halsey. We love you. But until next week, see ya. Bye.